Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey there, this is a repeat episode. It originally ran in January of 2021. It is one of my all-time favorite episodes of our show, in part because I have a tiny crush on our guest, but also because he just says so many interesting things about listening to music while running. Enjoy! Welcome to another Mother Runner. This is Sarah Bowen Shea. I am joined once again by Liz Waterstrot. Hello, Liz. Hi, Sarah. How are you today? Good. You sound a little sweaty. I understand you are fresh off a bike ride. Fresh off a bike ride, out of the shower, uh, hungry, very hungry right now, but I'm going to rally. I'm, I'm going to get this done. <laughs> An indoor or outdoor ride? Today I was indoors. Now, I I do believe that we should chat a little bit about my found change experience last week. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> so last week I was riding outside and uh-huh. really quick, because the last time we spoke, you told the whole story about your found change. And I just had this image of you diving under cars. I actually thought if Sarah dies, it will be <laughs> under a parked car diving for a quarter <laughs> Person gets back into the car, doesn't realize she's under there scrounging for loose change. Anyway. It's all funny until it happens. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right. So I'm out there moments after we had gotten off the podcast. I'm out there on my bike. I'm looking down at the road, of course, for safety reasons. And I think to myself, oh, was that? And I turn around and I go back. And sure enough, there was a quarter in the road. Mm-hmm. And I thought to myself, this is a sign from the universe that I should never think bad things about Sarah and her found change. But also I got to tell you, it felt good because I've never been paid to ride my bike. And I came home from that ride, Sarah, with 27 cents in my back pocket. You found two more, you found two pennies then? I did. I may have had to abandon my bike and go into the gutter of the busiest street in Naperville <laughs> to retrieve a penny with a guy in a snowplow looking at me like, woman, you are out of your mind. <laughs> but I held up the penny and I mouthed to him, found change. <laughs> oh, Liz, I love you so very much. <laughs> Particularly because on the podcast, you were like, um, Sarah, I never find change with such derision in your voice. <laughs> I know such skepticism too about this whole movement. Yes. <laughs> movement. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Yes. And you sent me a video and I mean, I'm impressed because you got, you know, cycling, you got to unclip. So it's not just right. like, Oh, I'm going to just d- turn around and go back. It's like, Oh, I got to uh, turn my bike. I got to unclip the whole thing. Um, so, so wonderful, wonderful. So, um, so I'm going to introduce the topic of the show because then you have some very salient 
things to add about it. So about from your own personal experience. So this is a topic I've wanted to cover for a long time. It's running and music, but I could just never conjure up the right guest until I had a recent epiphany. And because the guest is songwriter, Charlie Harding, who is co-host of one of my absolutely favorite podcasts, which is called switched on pop. He's also the co-author of a book by that very same name, as the show and has the subtitle how pop music works and why it matters. He wrote that with his co-host. And so I was over the moon when Charlie agreed to be a guest on this episode. And then the whole thing has gotten even better because when I roped you into being the co-host, I originally did it, Liz, because you and I had had such fun putting together that playlist of, or playlists, I should say, for the kids workouts in love the run you're with 2.0 junior And I was like, oh, this is a woman who loves music as much as I do. And little did I know, like, you love it way more because you have actual musical chops. So, um, so Charlie will join us in a little bit, but we got to have you tell us, Liz, about your um, musical experience in life and all that stuff. Sure. Well, long before I was a competitive athlete, I was actually a competitive piano player. Mm. So I started playing the piano when I was five years old. And when I was in high school, I would go around to different musical competitions and compete. Yeah. And then I entered college as a piano performance major. So I went through juries and took all of the different theory classes. And I think I was maybe three hours into practicing the piano on a Friday night in the basement of the music hall when I thought to myself, what am I going to do with this for the rest of my life? (laughs) And I may have switched majors after a semester, but I did get a very good look at, you know, the, the level of professionalism and study and intent it takes to be a, a serious piano player. Yeah. I do have to say when you're saying, you know, as a mom of now a college freshman and I hear you saying like, oh, and I, you know, did all this stuff to, to you know, have this major in college. And I just thought, what's she going to do with that major? <laughs> I realized that there are I, some mother runners spring to mind. Um, One, Natalie in Eau Claire, her son just graduated from NYU, I think in music theory. And now he's an assistant professor, I believe, at NYU in this. And he writes scores and all this stuff. And I'm like, wow, like that is, I just think there's so few jobs. And so there are, yeah. yeah. And I think you would have to go into, like, I think back to some of the the kids that were in the jazz ensemble with me in mm-hmm. high school. And now some of them are big professors in music and they have mm. their own ensembles. So oh. you really have to be willing to, to, to see the, the long, the long <laughs> view of, of the career and basically go back into academia. Yeah. But, you know, I still play the piano. And how, to- how often and for how long? Not three hours at a time on a Friday night? Oh, goodness. Well, I will say it is the one activity in my life that I can I, I find flow, you know, and completely Ooh. lose track of time. So I'm not sure how, how long I play, but I do play a few times a week. Oh. And, and I've, I've got to admit this, that my daughter expressed an interest in playing the piano this past year. So we signed her up for lessons and I had, I had one of those moments of a parent that just kind of warms you inside. So I was, I was uh, picking her up after her lesson last week and the teacher comes out and she looks at me and she goes, you know, she's really talented. Mm. And in my mind, I'm thinking, Oh my God, I know, I know she is. Of course she is. But, But I thought, okay, we also can't say that to her because you know, once kids pick up on 
that they're good on something and you <laughs> like that they're good at it, they don't want to do it anymore. Right. So I just kind of smiled and nodded. And I thought, well, that's nice to hear. She also really enjoys it. <laughs> so, so she and I sometimes play the piano together oh. or she sings and I play. So it's, it's just a really nice. Oh, know. that's lovely. And how old is your daughter? Remind me. She's six and a half. Oh my goodness. That is so wonderful. Um, so my son and my, my, his twin sister, to a certain extent, they're both 15 and he definitely has a renewed interest in the piano. He's completely self-taught and, um, and, but he, we do have, I think he has an app that helps him. And oh my gosh, he will just lately, he's been really trying to perfect Claire de Lune. And <laughs> so, but yes, yeah, so he though is, um, his sleep schedule, as I've talked about before on the show is completely whack. So, you know, there's nothing quite like being about ready for me to be going to sleep at 10 o'clock at night and suddenly hearing him pounding on the ivories. <laughs> I'm like, finally, you know, like it's okay if it goes on for a little bit, but I'm like, finally like, okay, John, no, 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 no. People are trying to sleep in the house. Um, so, um, yeah. And, and then he has an electronic keyboard and you can plug headphones into yes. that. Yeah. That is what we have. And that is a beautiful thing mm-hmm. because as, as much as I love the piano, sometimes my kids just like to bang away on it. And I mm-hmm. just say, put those headphones on. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So I also love the two of you doing, you know, one of you playing and one of you singing. It's like from one of the period dramas that I love so well, that it's like, oh, Elizabeth, can you join, can please come up to the pianoforte and play something for us? Sometimes my, my, my oldest son, he has picked up the trumpet. Now a musician, he is not, but I appreciate his effort. And so he'll bring his trumpet upstairs and I call us the Von Waterstraps. <laughs> Liking the sound of music. Yes. Have you taken down the drapes yet to make matching right. outfits for you all? <laughs> yes. Grandma's curtains will be wearing them soon. Right. Right. Oh my goodness. Well, so yes. Yeah, so so bring your musicality. Bring your sense of all that. I have no musical ability whatsoever, but gosh, I sure do love listening to music. So we will talk with Charlie from Switched On Pop right after this. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So, Charlie, welcome to the show, and I'm so pleased to be talking with you. And um, before we jump in, I have to gush for a moment because every time I listen to your podcast, I just I can actually feel new neural pathways being created in my brain. Like you and Nate make me appreciate music in so many new ways. And I really I'm not blowing smoke here. I it's true. I oftentimes listen to your episodes twice because I'm like, oh, I'm not I'm not like intelligent enough to have grasped all that the first time around. So um, so thank you for joining us. That's such high praise. Thank you. I'm, I'm thrilled to be joining. Oh, what a lovely conversation. Good, good. So I know from asking you on Twitter that um, you say that you are a runner when you're not injured. So I'm hoping that doesn't Uh, mean that you're injured right now. 
I unfortunately am currently injured. I was one of those overly ambitious early quarantiners who decided to start doing high-intensity interval workouts because I don't have great running areas that were safe nearby in my neighborhood. And so uh, I happened to get a injury. It's embarrassing. It's called jumper's knee. It's tendonitis of the knee. And it's <laughs> only people who do a lot of jumping from high-intensity interval workouts get it. And it's still just it's just bugging me. So I'm not running right now, but I'm a you know, lifelong runner. I, I ran... Uh, competitive cross country in high school and have, have always run. Oh, all right. All right. So how long have you been sidelined though? <sighs> Since March of 2020. Oh, oh, no, oh, so it was, oh, it was like rapid descent into oh, injury. It, yeah, right sorry. away. <laughs> oh, 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 I'm sorry. That's okay. No, you know, we all heal. I'm, I'm, I'm in PT, getting through it, um, finding new ways to, to move my body. It's good. Good, good, good. Well, Charlie, but before we sat down to talk today, we dug into some of the research on music, uh, looking at how it might be able to help runners. And we found that there are some significant effects, especially for female runners. And we huh. found that there's support that it can do everything from improve, improving mood and performance, lowering perceived exertion, lowering oxygen consumption, and actually speeding up recovery. So huh. what do you think? Do you think that music has magic powers on the body? <laughs> oh, I think, obviously think that music has magic powers in general um you know mm -hmm. the there was a book that really inspired us to get going with our show switched on pop it was uh, oliver sax's music Ophelia. and you know dr sax was known for documenting sort of uh the unknowable medical cases of the sort of uh, ends of human experience and he wrote a beautiful book about about music and musical experience and it was in reading his case studies of people who would get spontaneous musicality after getting struck by lightning or um, ha documenting uh, patients with late-stage dementia who would still learn new music on the piano. All these incredible feats of the mind and body and soul. It made me realize that music isn't just a sort of background luxury of human cognition, but rather elemental to our human experience. It affects the way we learn to communicate when we are young. We all coo uh, mm. at, at babies. We all learn speech through intonation and emotion through intonation. And uh, I think uh, one of the most powerful things about music, and I'm sure we'll, we'll discuss it, is that music doesn't have a center in the brain. Rather, it's something that requires many of our different faculties from language and pattern recognition, uh, emotional regulation, and so on. And I think that that is part of what makes it magical, that it really requires so much of us and it is a uniquely human experience that um, while there are some other animals that can keep a beat, um, it, music is really truly human and it doesn't surprise me that it has positive um, effects while we're running. It's, it's totally unsurprising because it, it is magical. Yeah. And thinking along those same lines of, of the beat, it, it's so interesting to me that even though music is so ingrained in us, most of these studies actually found that music had no influence on heart rate. Hmm. And mm -hmm. you would think that the opposite would be true, that as we hear faster music, our heartbeat goes up a little bit. We get a little mm -hmm. bit more exci excited and revved up to go. But the studies actually showed the opposite. No effect on heart rate. <laughs> you know, that's interesting to me because uh, sort of the most common tempo 
is 120 beats per minute. Like if you open up music software where you're going to record music, it just defaults to 120, which is double Mm -hmm. a healthy human resting heart rate. So Mm -hmm. I think that there's a certain amount that we like tempos that are around certain heart rates, but I'm also not surprised that there is a there is no connection between when we listen and how it affects our heart rate. Actually, in fact, that might be dangerous. You know, if if you go to your speed metal concert and all of a sudden, you know, your heart's working too hard, that probably might not be healthy. But um, one of the amazing things about music is uh, the actual tempo of a music doesn't necessarily connect to our feeling of its fastness or slowness. A good Mm -hmm. example would be like, uh, you know, the song that's taking over the charts this week is Olivia Rodrigo's Driver's License. And this song is a very fast tempo. It's actually at 144 beats per minute. That's like breakbeat level. It's a very fast tempo. It's not as fast as you go, but it's it's up there. And yet it's a ballad and it feels slow. The way she sings it is very languid. And so slowness and fastness is actually not necessarily connected to tempo. And I think that that then, that sort of insight brings us back to how we might relate to music while we're running. I think it's actually possible to listen to music, which is in a slow tempo, but actually feel as though it's fast music. A good example would be like trap music, which is usually in a slower tempo, um, anywhere from like 70 to 90 beats per minute, but you can actually feel it in double time. And so even though the, the tempo might be going along, da, 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 Dot, you can also feel it dot 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 or right so you, there's all kinds of ways you can subdivide that beat and i think that allows us to feel music in many different ways and it explains why when we're running we might actually prefer slower music or faster music that there isn't sort of a, a medical dosage which is the right bpm for running mm. Mm. You guys often talk about trap music on Switch on Pop, and I'm always mm-hmm. just like, I, I'm not sure I know what trap music is. So I, I after this, I'm going to now look it up so that I can know exactly <laughs> what it is. Tra- trap music is it's a it's a style of uh, Southern hip hop, uh, primarily coming out of Atlanta. It's been around for multiple decades, but it's been the predominant sound of hip hop um, and, and and even popular music really of the last four or five years. And it's it, there's a couple of characteristics. Uh, the primary one is the stuttering hi-hat. So you'll hear like a hi-hat that'll go tut-tut-tut-tut-tut-tut, but then it will stutter. It'll go tut-tut-tut-tut-tut-tut-tut-tut-tut-tut-tut-tut-tut-tut-tut-tut-tut-tut-tut-tut-tut-tut-tut-tut-tut-tut-tut-tut-tut-tut-tut-tut-tut-t
Oh, that's interesting. All right. Okay. So you talking about tempo and fast and slow that um, yeah. almost leads perfectly into my next question, which is um, that on Saturday I went on a run that turned out to be nine miles and my pace was much faster and yet felt re- relatively easy. Um, and for most of it, I was listening to Taylor Swift's latest Evermore, which, huh. you know, as you of course know, is not exactly high energy beboppy tunes. So, and I kept, kept telling myself, slow down, slow down. Like, you know, there's no race (laughs) on the horizon. Like I'm just going to go. And yet each mile, you know, when I would pop up on my GPS was faster than the last mile. So what forces do you think are work here? Other than the fact that I absolutely love Taylor Swift. (laughs) Well, first I want to congratulate you on a really great long run. That's a, that's a super, I mean, when you're outpacing yourself mile by mile, that just feels good. And it's awesome that Taylor is helping you do that. (laughs) You know, I think this points to what I was saying earlier, where, where while it's really very valuable for us to understand music scientifically and what it does for us, because it advocates for, you know, the important therapeutic, uh, uh, qualities of music. I think that it's not necessarily um, – we want to be careful of medicalizing music. There isn't mm-hmm. a perfect dosage. There is not a proper genre. There is not the thing that is going to perfectly make you outperform yourself in running. Like there is no one playlist that will do that better than any other playlist for all people. Instead mm-hmm. of medicalizing music, I think it's better to think about it like a relationship or a friendship and your relationship to that music is the most important thing. Does it give you a sense of uplift? Uplift Mm. doesn't necessarily have to come from fast music. You could listen to Debussy, which is often very slow music. I love listening to Debussy piano and it's, it's, um, you know, it it can, it, it, it can be, wandering and fantastical but it it gives me a feeling of uplift it gives me energy i think you can listen to dark music that gives you energy you can listen to your speed metal you can listen to whatever whatever you can listen to doom metal which is a style of incredibly slow metal music um you can listen really to any genre as long as you have a a good relationship to that music it's probably going to help motivate you don't listen to the music that's going to put you to sleep. Like you, you probably know what that music is for you. And for me, that actually might be, um, you know, folk music in the style of Taylor Swift's evermore. Like I love lying on the sofa and listening really quietly to that music. So maybe that's the wrong music for me, but it Mm -hmm. works for you. And I think that as people think about how am I going to construct the perfect playlist for my run, grab the stuff that you have a good relationship to, and you know, it gets you going. That's the most important thing. And so I think that you running to Taylor Swift and, outpacing yourself is just awesome and I, I i have no idea why that is other than she's a great songwriter and she connects uh on a very emotive level and it obviously connects for you mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you saying that reminds me of some of my the songs that i have on my playlist from marathons of years past and th- like i'll add in songs that like my kids have done i have um 15 year old twins and they when they were yeah. in middle school they were in shrek the musical uh-huh. and so like, you know, just saw the songs in that. And I know that if I were to share my playlist, we would be like, wait, this got you going at mile 24 of Twin <laughs> Cities Marathon? Like, what are you thinking about? And I mean, like, there are tears mixing with my sweat because I'm like, oh, I loved when he was, you know, Baby Bear singing that song, you know, letting our freak <laughs> fly, you know? Um, so, yeah, yeah, there's, I mean, I- there's... 
I, I think musicals are great, right? And musicals have so much uplift in them. Uh, friends of mine were running for like years listening to the Hamilton musical. And, oh gosh! Oh yeah. Hey, that is about revolution. That is about uh, re- reclaiming who has a, a, a right to to um, to be present and represented in our country. Like you know, there's a lot of reasons why, and it's also connected to the history, the entire history of hip hop. Like obviously, that's going to get a lot of people going. Whatever works for you. And so, musicals, mm-hmm. great. <laughs> so moving beyond the the tempo and and the beat of the song, yeah. let's talk for a few minutes about the lyrics. And mm-hmm. I know Sarah is a big fan of Alicia Keys' "Girl on Fire," and I might connect more to Tom Petty's "Running Down a Dream" when I'm out <laughs> there doing a track workout. So, what do you think? Do you think it's more of the the driving beat that's propelling us forward, or do you think there's something to the lyrics of the song? You know, I feel like I have to answer this by saying that there are just so many different components to music that might be the thing that really works for you. Like it could be the lyric because it has a, you know, grab a song like Stronger or like, you know, there's there could be some central theme to that song. And if you're someone who really connects with lyrics, great, grab those songs. Like maybe if you're a really lyric forward person, then you need a playlist of, of just like all motivational songs that might be completely across genre, that might be fast and slow, but they all have that that sense of like they are sending you somewhere. For a lot of people, it might also be timbre, the sort of a quality of the tone that you're hearing. Um, often timbres are associated with genres, so you could maybe what you really gets you going are the sort of high buzzy lead tones in electronic dance music, and you just want to fill your whole playlist with that. I think the only thing that we ought to look out for, though, is watch out for music that you might get too absorbed in. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there are other studies that disconnected from running that shows that uh, we can maintain a level of peak performance and uh, attention in our studies and in our work if listening to music. But we have to be careful that there is it's not music which is too engaging, meaning you don't want to lose track of the email that you're writing or in the case of running, you don't want to get so absorbed in the music that you completely forget that you're running. However, I think it's that putting our attention towards something else, whatever it is in the music, and if it's lyric that drives you, that's great. When we put part of our attention there, it means it might grab part of our attention that is the voice saying, okay, I'm kind of tired or like, you know, my thigh is hurting or like, you know, I'm recovering from this. Like whatever it is which is bothering you, which might be slowing you down, maybe you can grab that part of your inner voice and put it to the music. But don't grab the part of you which is also keeping your feet going forward and is also making sure that you're not running into the street and is also making sure that you're um, you know, paying attention to your heart rate, paying attention to your breath, paying attention to all the things that you do need to attend to while we're running, all the things that help us feel like we're escaping in the best way or feeling our best self when we're running. Um, don't lose that in the music. So it's important to find a, a healthy balance. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So you're not going to say your famous line if you're only listening to the lyrics, you're only listening to half the song. <laughs> well, I mean, yes, that's that we've definitely said that a good amount on our show. And 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 that's kind of in the idea of like when we're trying to think more deeply about what music means or how we can connect with it. Um, uh-huh. I do. I think that's true. But uh-huh. I think the purpose, you know, music has so many different purposes in our life. Uh-huh. Sometimes it's to feel of a sense of collective gathering. Right, We love singing holiday carols, and that feels like we're together as a family or as a community. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we're running, the purpose of the music is to support that run. 
and I think you should listen however you want to listen at that time. If you're in my shoes and you want to understand the making and meaning of popular music and all music, then yeah, I think it's important to sort of open our mind and be curious and explore the depths of music that we might feel less comfortable with. But again, like I said, like you don't want to be like uh, my dad who uh, was surprised when he was running in the fog and ran straight into a stop sign that stopped him <laughs> dead in his tracks. He was fine. But right, like a famous story of just getting sort of too lost in the run. Don't let the music do that to you. So, you know, yeah. if you're talking to me at any other time, I'm going to tell you to listen to music in all kinds of ways to be curious. But here, it's got a singular purpose. Make your run the best run it can be. Yeah, yeah. So so for me, the lyrics and the music equation really come into play in a song like Sia's Unstoppable. Good so, one. you know, it starts off slowly, and but then when the chorus kicks in with the I'm unstoppable, I'm a Porsche with no brakes, I'm invincible, yeah, I win every single game. But I remember <laughs> I was um, MC at a race, and I um, I think I had let, it was a really small race, so I let them use my phone to ha- be the music that was playing over the finish line speakers, and Unstoppable came on, and I mentioned to the race director how much i loved it and she literally blanched at me and i just was <laughs> like wow okay you have really strong dislike of this song and i understand it starts off slowly but man that chorus just like does it for me that's awesome so, you know I, I i could totally see where i would discourage sort of as a general rule of thumb there's no there's no you can break all rules and music can break all rules but like as a general rule of thumb i would think that like slow builders ballads power ballads like maybe they wouldn't be a good choice maybe you want something which is a more consistent tempo like throw on some james brown where it's just like the the drums don't stop then again like maybe what you need is when you're in mile 18 or something you need that thing which is going to build to that apex to like, you know, give you some place to go to. And so there's kind of no wrong song. Uh, maybe you want to throw that song on at that particular moment though. Right. Um, mm-hmm. I think we should be careful of listening to songs that might like slowly like decline, descend, feel slower. <laughs> like, that might have a negative consequence on us. Again, though, like it's all about what your relationship to that song is. So if that's the thing that gets you going, I think you should listen to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, thank you for that permission. The uh, and and you talking about the the order of songs. Like when yeah. I put together a playlist for typically a marathon or a half marathon, like it has got to be in that order. And I so vividly remember the marathon that was my ended up being my PR, and I had it was. 2009 so i must have just had like an old timey um ipod and i had like had it on shuffle mode and i realized that within the first mile i was just stopped i was like no 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 no, <laughs> this has got to play in the order and you know i don't know how many seconds i lost on that you know <laughs> so but i was like uh-uh we gotta you know usher's gotta be with me you know at that in the final miles right. he can't come on too early so um well, yeah. yeah go ahead well, to your, I mean, this is what I'm saying is like, you don't want the music to distract you from your goal. Your goal mm-hmm. is to mm-hmm. run well and, 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 mm-hmm. and to achieve what you're setting out to achieve in your run, whether that's in a race or in a workout. And mm-hmm. if, if the music is a distraction, that is the worst thing that could happen. So make sure you got your technology set up correctly. Like <laughs> yes. get, get like, make, like double check that you're not on shuffle. Shuffle's not your friend here. Like make sure you've got the headphones that aren't falling out. Like you gotta, yeah. you gotta be set up. You don't want this thing to, uh, to pull you out of what you're supposed to be doing. Um, exactly. and, and, and play, I mean, I think for a lot of people, I, I think that playlist order can, uh, be very, very, very helpful. Um, mm-hmm. and you know, even better now that you know, so many of us have 
have some kind of phone that you can talk to that, you know, if, if you know oh. you're in that moment where you're like, oh, man, I need Daft Punk's one more time. Like, you can just mm-hmm. yell at your phone to tell you to do, do that. And everybody around you is looking at you like, why is that person yelling about Daft Punk? But you're going to get the song that you need. So maybe maybe uh, maybe we're living in the sort of the golden moment of the connection between running and music. So you can get, you know, because you can pull up exactly the song you need without having to, uh, you know, fiddle your device. Yeah, stop and get run into by other runners at mile one. Yeah, Watch out yeah. for those stop signs. I'm telling you, they're dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, okay, so given the name of your podcast and book, what is it about pop music that makes it so ideal for running? Um, on our Facebook page, a woman named Ingrid admitted, she said, I'm not usually a pop music listener, but when I run, you better believe it's share, <laughs> share doing Believe or Lady Gaga Edge of Glory that gets my legs going. Those are great examples. I love those. Yeah, uh, you know, popular music in, and I say this in, in the best way, to a certain degree is the lowest common denominator of our listening. It's a thing that we're all exposed to, uh, even if you're not an active listener of popular music. Like, if you uh, watch films or see advertisements or shop at the grocery store, like, typically <laughs> pop music is going to enter your life and, and you're going to probably know a handful of the songs. And so... Um, you know, it, it is that thing which is familiar and comfortable. Uh, but primarily, I think e- even so, even though I'm saying like music and running is all about your relationship to the song, and like it doesn't have to be tempo. Again, I think there are some probably good rule of thumbs where like yes, if it's a lyric that gets you going, great. And I think tempo and the sort of um, the purpose of popular music uh, is uh, helpful towards running because really a lot of popular music is set to get you to dance. And Mm. I think that movement is such an important part of a popular song that um, it's no wonder that, you know, most pop songs are going to be set in a tempo range, which are going to be ideal for moving your body. Um, Mm. They're not going to be, uh, you know, what's not popular right now, really slow string ballads of the like 1950s. Like those aren't really popular (laughs) right now. Primarily, actually, because there's been a real shift in the social function of music, and that music was often serving adult audiences who are coming home tired from work. Like, now music <laughs> is written for, like, teenagers to go dancing to, and it's going to have an accompanying TikTok dance that you need to perform. And so, you know, you're not going to get those really slow tempos in popular music as much, and you're not going to – or, like, slow-feeling music with the exception of ballads. And similarly, you're not going to get those, like, really absurd, fast tempos that are happening in, I don't know uh, – like various subgenres of punk music that are happening in pop that might be only useful for like thrashing your body. Uh, mm-hmm. You're going to get like something in a steady somewhere between like 90 and 140 beats per minute. And that those tempos are generally, you know, really con- conducive to moving your body. And so it's just like, it's an easy, it's an easy win. You're like, I don't know mm-hmm. what to do. Like if you're, if you're a loss and like, I don't know what to add to my playlist. If you go to the hot 100, like the majority of the songs in the hot 100, are going to be upbeat, like songs whose purpose is to make you feel something and to move your body. And that's probably going to be a good accompaniment to your run. <laughs> Unless you hate pop music. And if you do, like, I don't know. Yeah, go listen to Tchaikovsky. Like, whatever works. <laughs> you know, this is the thing. It's like there are rules in pop music. And there's rules in music and they're all meant to be broken. And the same is true about your relationship with music. Like if they conform to the things that are sort of most common – awesome you know like we are human we are social we like we all uh choose to conform to some things and choose to reject other things and whatever works for you in music i that, i'm kind of as you can tell like 
I am equivocating here because there is no perfect <laughs> dosage. It's just what works, even though there are some things that work better than other things generally. But if they don't work for you, that's fine too. You're great. You're a person. I love you. So we've touched on this a little bit already, but let's let's dig into a little further here. The elements of a great running playlist. And sure. I think this will connect with a lot of our listeners. You know, the majority of them will be women and We found a study in 2015 that supported the idea that listening to preferred music had a larger effect on the endurance running performance of women than men. So Hmm. we know that it connects more with women. So Hmm. what do you think? What what are the elements of a of great running play play, excuse me, playlist? I mean, I think a great playlist is gonna have you should think about building a playlist like a DJ thinks about building a set which is that there is going to be some kind of arc to it in the same way that your workout or run is, is going to as well. Like you might have a warm up before your run. You might be doing some stretching, mm-hmm. right? You, your first mile might be a slow mile intentionally, you know, whatever, whatever you're trying to do, like you want to build your playlist to work with how you're thinking about building out your run. Similarly, you know, if you're a marathon trainer, you're doing very different kinds of, of, of runs each day. Some of them are extremely long and others are, you know, just to keep things going and other days are rest days. Like you need to build the playlist, which is supposed to work with that arc. So think about where, think about your workouts and like, think about how you feel at different stages. And are there things that are going to motivate you? Um, Obviously, the people who have uh, <laughs> who the, the the trainers and at places like spinning classes have really figured this out, right? Where it's like you know they basically are DJs and workout classes. Think about this for your for your run. So uh, start out with something which is medium tempo. Find a way to build the tempo or build energy. And, and when I say tempo, I really mean like it really should just be your sense of does this get me going? So start with something which is like just, you know, easing you into it, create some increase of energy, see if you can sustain that. If there's a part of your run where, you know, in mile 10, you're intentionally doing some kind of, you know, interval something and you're going to, you're going to slow down over some period. Maybe it's good at that time to sort of find a song that, you know, is going to slow down. And then, you know, towards the end, find the song, which is going to, get you over the finish line i had mentioned earlier one of my favorites is uh daft punk's one more time and it's mm-hmm. you know one of these perfect songs because it's a uh, about <laughs> it's really long you know i think it's like seven minutes long and <laughs> it just says or at least like the dj mixes certainly are and uh and it just says one more time over and over and over again which for me is entirely <laughs> motivating and it has a fast beat so that works for me and that might be the song that you need to get you past the last couple of miles so think about that arc um, think about what, what, what kind of stuff gives you energy and what kind of stuff, uh, helps relax you. Cause at the very end, you should find something which is going to help bring your heart rate down. Even though there's no association between music and heart rate, as you established, like things that make you feel calm are going to help you in your recovery period. So it's a DJ set for a run. That's, that's all I can say. And, and the best thing is you get to choose what you love. Don't, you know, one of the things with music is so often, I think there can be like this in, the sense of inferiority of like, I don't listen to the cool music or like, am I listening to the right music? And especially in this conversation, I just want to emphasize there is no right music. It is whatever works for you. And this is your special thing. How, like what an incredible privilege to give yourself that gift. Mm. Yeah. So I want to know from Sarah, Sarah, what is the song that gets you across the finish line 
last 10 K of the marathon, where does your playlist go? Well, first of all, Charlie, I like that yours is seven minutes long because um, (laughs) uh, I don't have that luxury, but that, um, so when I ran Vancouver marathons in Canada, um, it was May 6th, I don't know, 2013, super hot day, unseasonably warm. The sun comes up really early in, you know, that far North. And so it was just stupid hot by the time I was going down the, um, finish shoot. And it's like, it's in the city by that point, And it's just the longest, straightest, you can see the finish line arch for ever, but I just was convinced I was never going to get there. And so Robin's Dancing on My Own, which is one of my all-time favorite oh, songs, so came on maybe what turned out to be, I, I don't know, a mile and a half away from it, but still I could see that finish arch. And and so, and also that song really reminds me of my younger daughter. She used to dance to it when she was really little. So it wraps up so many things that you were talking about, Charlie. Like, I yeah. love the beat. I love Robin. I love the lyrics. I love thinking about Daphne, like all this stuff. And so I just kept hitting repeat and I just, <laughs> this is like, yep, going to listen to it again, going to listen to it again. So um, I guess Liz, I would have to say that it is Robin's dancing on my own. Good choice. Good choice. Yeah. And how about you? I don't have a particular finish line one, but I'm thinking about a start line. So mm. I did Ironman Texas back in 2015. And as I was crossing the start line, going into the water, uh, Sia's Titanium was oh. playing and it was just the perfect song for the day. You know, that whole idea of I'm bulletproof and mm-hmm. nothing can get to yeah. me. And uh, it was it's a song that still to this day, when it comes on, I think about that exact moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I yeah. love that example because, uh, you know, I think with Sia, she's someone that we've looked at deeply. We've, we, we wrote a book as well and dedicated a chapter uh, to the quality of Sia's voice. And mm-hmm. there is a well, she's incredibly multi-talented in the way that she uses her voice, but so often there's this sort of like grain and roughness to it. Like you can feel how hard she's working for those notes. And mm. I feel like that is something you can really emotionally absorb and mimic in, in taking on that. Like I am, I am pushing, I am like, I am breathing hard. You can mirror what she's doing. I think that's a great example. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and Charlie, what is it about music that makes us be able to remember a moment? And in this case, so particularly in a running race or a triathlon in Liz's case, like they're just, I mean, mm. when I, the um, first time I uh, ran Boston, I just was going down Boylston and um, I'm not going to say his name, right. Probably um, Mattis Yahoo. It, Matt, is, am I saying that right? The um, live like a warrior. Gosh, I don't even know. <laughs> I'm supposed to be the um, expert. And, but. <laughs> and, uh, um, that I'm going to look it up because I, kn- yeah. I know he's from Seattle. Uh-huh. And um, anyway, so and I just again, I, I think I replayed it. But, you know, just that message of live like a warrior. And I mean, saying it right now, I can see the bleachers on either side yeah. of Boylston. I can hear the crowd, you know, feel how tired I am. Like, what what is it about music that uh, is so evocative, I guess? Well, music and memory are deeply interlinked, and I think this probably I, I I'm coming as the like songwriter and critic, not as the scientist. So I'm just going to speculate just very briefly here. But I, I think it, it probably has something to do with the fact that we don't have a musical center of our brain. Like it actually requires us to engage us, as I was saying earlier, many different parts of our faculties, uh, in, including memory. Because when we're listening to music, m- music is this very strange art form that it is so temporal, and it is. Um, 
it's in many ways fairly abstract. It's only happening at every given moment. And part of what we're doing when we're listening to music is actually anticipating what is to come. So Mm. whether that's a chord progression that is familiar to us or um, rhyme is part of the anticipation, uh, right? We're looking for a word which is going to uh, be harmonious with the previous phrase. And so uh, we are engaged in an active process of uh, uh, activating our memory, remembering the songs that we've heard before, relearning those memories, but uh, relearning those melodies, um, and also anticipating what's to come potentially in in new music, which actually leads me to just one other, which I should say is like, that's that's why, you know, any point in life when a song comes on where you're like, oh, that reminds me certainly of of my wedding or, you know, Mm -hmm. prom or whatever, like the song is, is so interconnected to memory. It's also why we've had um, so many of the great texts of history have been passed down orally before they were written, mm-hmm. passed down in written form. When we commit things to meter, melody, harmony, and so on, uh, and rhythm, uh, it, it just engages memory so deeply. So um, it, it's unsurprising that this, this occurs in, in, in running as well, and, which just reminds me of one other great piece of advice as you're constructing a playlist. Sometimes mm-hmm. – um, Finding a song that you love that is just a little bit different, uh, embracing the remix, is a really great way to give you a little bit of extra oomph. And there's two reasons for this. One is that in remix culture, you're going to get usually slightly faster versions of that song. And again, we, you know, establish there's no science necessarily behind it. But for me, a faster song is going to get me moving faster. So if that's true for you, uh, mm-hmm. remix is usually going to be faster. And so you get the song you already know, usually a slightly heavier, heavier beat going faster. But also, one of the uh, established things about um, why we enjoy music is that it has this perfect balance of novelty and familiarity. When you hear mm-hmm. things that you know where you can anticipate it, it's greatly rewarding. But if you know it too well, you can get tired of it. And you don't want to get mm-hmm. bored of the songs that you love. Uh, mm-hmm. That could actually discourage you from uh, keeping your pace. So if there's something you really enjoy or maybe something you've kind of like outgrown but you had loved find the remix of it go like there are endless remixes of every song on spotify and all of the streaming services soundcloud Mm -hmm. has great dj mixes so that that could be a really great way to add some freshness to your run with the things that you love they're going to get you going even further because that that balance of uh novelty and familiarity i think is going to really help you nice it's actually um you saying about you know getting tired of it's why only allow myself to occasionally listen to Taylor Swift's The Man because I'm like, <laughs> I don't want to wear it out. It's like yeah. it's, a, it's a vinyl and I don't want to get too many grooves in it in my mind. <laughs> fine covers, fine remixes that I think those are definitely really fun ways of enjoying the music yeah. in a new way. Yeah, it's, it's sometimes why I love listening to, um, is it Walk Off the Earth? Is that the name of that band? Or um, And they do covers of everybody. And so I'm just like, oh, oh yeah, it's perfect. I, I hear it, but it sounds kind of different. Um, That's great. And the, the, the artist I was thinking of is Mattis Yahoo. It's one word, M-A-T-I-S-Y-A. Right, right, right. So I so botched his name that you didn't recognize it. So harkening back to your dad hitting the stop sign in the fog. And I'm also thinking there was a really short stop sign or your dad must be super tall to be able to hit this or maybe just hit the pole. I don't know. But so... So the, the you know sometimes a, a song works because you get lost in it. Like again yeah. on our Facebook page, um, Monica mentioned that this happening to her when she listens to Clint Eastwood by Gorillaz, mm. and pretty much all of Gorillaz songs have that effect on me. So um, and then Terry said um, 
she listens to um this kind of relates to getting lost and the um, show tunes um she listens to songs from the greatest showman that um mm-hmm. hugh jackman musical and then thunder by imagine dragons and she right. gets lost in the song and the cadence and she just feels like she's flying so i don't know what do you think are the elements of a song that make us get lost in it well that's a beautiful thing if you're getting lost in a song oof, what a great human experience um <laughs> it's it is obviously deeply personal um, mm-hmm. I think it does have a lot to do with what I was saying earlier, um, having that right balance of novelty and familiarity. If something's too novel, you're probably not going to like it. If it's too familiar, you're going to be bored of it. Um, mm-hmm. And so, you know, in those examples that you gave me, uh, Gorillas is just this great cross genre, just really finding new ground. And they usually have a very effective propulsive beat. And and for mm-hmm. me, that works in in, 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 uh, in my runs. Uh, when I think especially of the Imagine Dragons song, um, th- th- that is a, a piece that really builds. And for some people, that's going to be the thing that you want. You want the thing where it's like you're going to start – like the song is going to give you enough to begin with where you're not starting slow. Like you're not mm-hmm. starting from nothing. Like, you're, But you're you're instantly engaged like a – great film that like grabs your attention but then it just mm-hmm. keeps on building and building and building and i think that the quality of a song that has um less of a, a roller coaster and more of a like a, a constant crescendo up to some giant apex can mm-hmm. feel a lot like what we're trying to achieve in our races um mm-hmm. you know when when you know you're kind of constantly balancing your level of exhaustion with your pace and you're having to mm-hmm. give more to maintain or exceed your pace when you're tired later on sometimes i think that kind of build can help you feel that sort of getting lost um but mm-hmm. i i do have to say unfortunately like so many of my answers it's a deeply deeply personal thing <laughs> about what we get lost in um i think it's 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 worth paying attention to though if you know what you get lost in just do more of that. For me, I get lost in rhythm, very syncopated music, drumming, which is super confusing and all over the place. But for some people, that might be like, I can't put my feet in front of each other because I didn't. I don't have a constant downbeat. So you got to be careful. Like, th- as I said, like this isn't medicine, but it, it, you know, if you want to use the analogy, be careful. This is like power. It is powerful medicine, and so <laughs> you gotta. It just it happens to be that it's uh it's very hard hard for uh, someone to give you the, the perfect dosage of just what you need. It's it's something you know you, you need to have a relationship to it, and uh, when you find those things, just just you know, keep doing them. <laughs> so I know a lot of us get stuck on our favorites. I mean, I've been rolling yep. the same playlist for maybe three years now, and I and I enjoy it more and more every time. But you're you're so you know, deeply involved in new music. Is there anything right now that's flying under the radar that we might not know enough about know about that would be a great addition to a running playlist? Huh, that's a great question. What I do is every week at my weekly meeting of my team, we actually the first thing we do is we share what we're listening to. And so we actually just have a running playlist of uh, what Switch on Pop is listening to. I update it every single mm. week. It's been going for over a year, and we usually add five or six songs each week. And um, and it's all over the place. We have a really diverse team in terms of what they listen to. Um, and so a couple of things that came up recently that I think could be really motivating, um, we just... Uh, had uh, very sadly the passing of MF Doom, who was one of the most important underground hip hop artists. And he has this intensity of rhyme 
which is so powerful. Like the rhymes are falling on top of each other. And for me, that's like, I can get lost in that. And so mm-hmm. I think MF Doom is a, is a really great example. If you want something in the world of hip hop um, and you really like, yeah, really great rhythm. Um, okay. And when you say, you say MF as in the first word is mother. I you know I'm not a hundred percent certain what MF stands for in Doom. Oh no no, but, but I just wanted to make sure we were saying M not N like Nancy. Oh yes 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 M as in mother okay. correct. Okay yes mm-hmm. yeah I wasn't at, trying to get you to swear yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so that's been a great listen. Um I've also um been really into uh the I guess I guess we've been listening to a lot of hip hop on our team. Chica is really extraordinary. C H I K A. Uh, she uh-huh. similarly has a great throwback sort of sensibility and uh, is, uh, oh my gosh, her lyrics are dexterous. Um, <laughs> and lots of, uh, especially um, for women listening, like she's just, she's so, the way she talks about gender and identity in her music is really empowering and powerful. And so I think people really mm. enjoy Chica as well. Awesome. Awesome. Okay, well then, then we got to ask what pop songs should you know what new pop songs should people be adding to their playlist? What new pop songs? I mean, mm-hmm. I'm thinking about like honestly, we're in a moment. So we're in January of 2021, and mm-hmm. in January, there's often not a lot of new music that drops. Often because the mm-hmm. Grammys is at the end of the month or early February. The Grammys actually got pushed back until March, mm-hmm. um, and so. I am right now listening to a lot of songs that have been slow burners that have just stuck around. Uh, I mm. think, you know, a couple that I would go to of some real favorites would be uh, Harry Styles' record. Uh, Watermelon Sugar is a really fun song. Um, I would go back to Lady Gaga's Chromatica from last year. Uh, Dua Lipa's Future Nostalgia is, you know, just pure disco. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, even we're going to be talking about on our show, uh, in two weeks, the, is the endurance of the weekend's blinding lights, which is, you know, obviously a huge TikTok hit though. You know, that also makes me think if you're just like out of ideas, mm-hmm. there are now uh TikTok hit playlists on Spotify and oh. TikTok songs that blow up there. Like they're often, you know, they're so connected to dance and they're often really fun. Like that could be just like an, a super easy win for you. Go find mm-hmm. TikTok playlists, and there's going to be a lot of fun stuff. Oh, I like that. I like that. All right, excellent. Well, Charlie, you proved that you are indeed the perfect guest for this <laughs> topic. So thank oh, you thanks. so much. <laughs> All right, and I hope you get over that running injury soon. Oh, thank you. Well, you know. All credit to running. It wasn't a running injury. Running has proved me so well in my life. It was leaving running that it actually hurt me. So, yeah. <laughs> um, to all those who are injured out there as well, I see you. I hear you. I hope you heal as well. Thank you. All right. Take care. Thanks a lot. Thanks for having me. It's been a pleasure. Well, I know I'm going to start listening to those TikTok hit playlists because I got to. Oh, I gotta don't, fr- don't listen. <laughs> once you once you start on TikTok, you are signing away 30 minutes of your life. <laughs> you, you won't be able trust i resisted and then a friend's like you gotta go on it so i did the other night and all of a sudden i'm like what am i doing on will smith's tiktok page at 9 55 at night why am i not sleeping why am i watching justin bieber and his wife dancing in their living room he has a beautiful house by the way 
Same Don't thing. Do it. You know, it's transporting. I'm all about being transported. So. <laughs> hey, are you putting up the the playlist that we put together? Oh, sure am. That is coming out on Friday as well. Thank you for bringing that up. Um, so that is going to be, um, and and you we collaborated on the playlist. You put the finishing touches on the fabulous title. It is Finish Line Feels. And it was um, prompted by the conversation you all, you and I had before um, when we were putting together notes about, you know, kind of songs that take us back to finish lines. Unfortunately, there was already a finish line feels pod uh, playlist on Spotify. So ours is finish line playlist by AMR. Um, and it's also on Apple music and yeah. And that's going to be in our newsletter. So yeah, people can listen Great. to it. Yeah. And it's, I think it's going to be just one of the, first collabs that you and I do Liz for playlists Um, and by the end of this collaboration mm -hmm. we are going to have more than one country song (laughs) because like I reminded you not everyone is as progressive as you are in Portland (laughs) at finding quarters but see I'm 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 branching out I'm turning other people into quarter finders so eventually (laughs) (laughs) then I'm gonna get some Luke Bryan in your life by the end of 2021 if it kills me Sarah no see the Luke Bryan song is on there it's that other one the what was the the the, the love love my life yeah I love this life yeah, sorry. Sorry. What was it? It was like a, it wasn't this. It was it by Low Cash. Yeah, I was about to say, it doesn't really have a name. Like, it's more like a name of a band. Yeah, so I vetoed that one. So um, all okay. the haters it's, can hate you, on me for that's that. That's okay. Yeah. You know, you'll never see me running to Taylor Swift. So we can, <laughs> we can have our disagreements here. We agree to disagree. And the haters <laughs> are going to hate. Uh- <laughs>